2: Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man Staten. This podcast is dedicated to blue-collar, hard-working public land elk hunters. We preach hard work, delayed gratification, discipline, and staying accountable to yourself. We value faith, family, fitness, fiscal discipline, and of course, public land elk hunting. So come along as we try to educate, motivate, and inspire you to become the best possible version of yourself. Our podcast is brought to you by Wilderness Athlete. Performance you deserve. Fuel your body with the best. Use our discount code ELKSHAPE30 and save 30% off your first purchase. We are also brought to you by NUMA Outdoors. Geared for the outdoors. Made with bow hunters in mind. Built to over deliver. And most importantly, designed to outperform. Check out NUMAoutdoors.com and be sure to use the discount code ELKSHAPE20 to save 20% off your purchase. Matthew's Archery. Elevating the archery experience. Take a test drive with the Matthews V331 or 27 at a local dealer near you. Vortex Optics. I've been partnered with Vortex since 2010. This company is awesome. They're American owned, veteran owned. They're based in Wisconsin. Their entire team of designers and engineers produce and distribute a complete line of premium sport optics, accessories, and apparel. Most of the apparel that I wear while training, scouting, and hanging out around the house. Is Vortex Wear. Go ahead and check it out. And if you want to save 20%, enter the discount code Elk Shape at checkout and you'll save 20%. New from Vortex in 2021 is their tripods. The one I've been using in the backcountry is their Summit Carbon 2 and their Radiant Carbon. And it also has a ball leveling head and it's perfect for rock solid shooting. There's the tripod to fit everyone's needs from Vortex Now, and it's still covered with their lifetime, no-fault, transferable VIP warranty. Check it out at vortexoptics.com. Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Appreciate you listeners. You guys have a lot of options. Thanks for choosing us. Let's get to work. So first things first, I wanted to announce in this podcast... The winners of the pre-sale that we did for Elk Shape Camp's 2022 uh, tuition, all that kind of stuff, came on sale at a special price at the end of August. And I leveraged a bunch of giveaways. If you signed up early, you'd you'd get the great price, and you'd also get uh, enter to win. So I want to get through those as well. If you haven't signed up for Elk Shape Camp yet, I have it right here. I have about eight spots left in Wisconsin's camp at the time of this. Uh, Utah, we only have 15 people registered in Utah. Hey, Utah was our best camp last year. So Utah people, get to camp, get signed up. Prices go up at the beginning of the year. Right now it's $7.99. That's our early bird pricing. It's going to bump up to $9.99. Oregon, I think we're about 25 Texas, we're at $30. we are only taking 50 per camp. Camp is now three days instead of two. I have twice as many subject matter experts. I won't even probably have a chance to talk much at these camps because there's so many good dudes coming into these camps. For example, Mark Livesey, he owns Treeline Academy. He has the greatest digital e-course on online scouting that he's put together. And Homeboy is dialed. I mean, that is the greatest most sincere way to learn how to e-scout and create a hunt plan and to really figure out terrain topography features that are going to attract elk. I mean, we're all trying to find elk. That is the name of the game. Locate elk. You can't kill elk unless you're into elk. So we're going to bring him into every camp this year and he'll be basically lecturing every day of the camp station rotation style. It's going to be awesome. Next, we're going to obviously bring Jeff Bynum, the little crazy redhead guy who's my financial advisor as well. Uh, he's going to talk hunt budgeting, how to basically create a lifestyle for yourself as well as how to create a hunt budget and how to make sure you're not in debt or get out of debt and have more assets in the asset column than you do in the other column. That's not going to help you hunt that much or hunt stress-free. Hunting is expensive. Hunting is competitive. Hunting is awesome. And we want to make good financial decisions that don't affect don't adversely affect your family. That's why I bring him in there. I find that's very important and people don't like to talk about money, but I do because I think it's that important. We're going to bring Jared Lyle from Hunting Fool. At most of the camps, I think Austin's coming to the Wisconsin one. That's his main man. Probably follow her arrow. Jessica will be at some of them. I hope she's amazing. And we're going to talk hunt planning, portfolio, short-term, mid-term, long-term, tag allocation, understanding the Western draws, very, very important information to get in person. Bill Vander Hayden from Iron Wheel Broadheads is coming to every camp to talk aeroscience, penetration, broadhead selection, tuning. The guy's an engineer. He owns and operates Iron Wheel Outfitters. Everyone's heard of those broadheads. He's an amazing, accomplished boat hunter himself, and he's extremely smart. We're going to have him at every, every camp. It's going to be amazing. Of course, I'm bringing Dirk Durham. He's one of my favorite human beings on the planet to teach elk calling the tactics behind calling, how to actually make the sounds with the diaphragm reads bugle tubes. Make sure that you don't need to bring any calls. We got you covered. Phelps Game Calls is sponsoring by giving you guys calls, tubes, everything you need, and we get Dirk. The all-star of the camp is Joel Turner, and he does hog the spotlight, but deservingly so. He will change your life. If you have any degree of target panic, which most of us do, he will show you a blueprint on how to overcome that, especially in the heat of the moment. When you've worked so hard for that one-shot opportunity that you don't spoil it, that it doesn't foil because of your target panic. Get rid of TP with Joel Turner. Also, he's just a world-class archer uh, archer himself and elk vocalizer. He has won the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Calling Championship more than once, beating every big name out there. And wait till you hear his in-person glunking that he can do with his mouth through a bugle tube. It's like nothing I've ever seen. So we have Joel coming. I'm bringing Mrs. Elkshape to a couple of camps, Wisconsin and Texas, specifically to help me with the fitness. Yes, my wife is a better athlete. She is more jacked and she knows more than I do. And that's why I'm bringing her. We're going to have Will Cooper from NUMA at most of the camps as well to go over the NUMA layering systems and talk about technical clothing. Uh, And then even at Texas, I think, I'm pretty sure Troy. AKA the ranch is coming to talk about his stuff with, with arrows. And I can't wait to hear from him. I don't think we agree on a lot of stuff, but I think we also agree on a lot of stuff. So it'll be good to have his perspective and I can't wait to meet him and hang out and get to know that guy better as well. Camps are going to be awesome. As far as the pre-sale, we offered a lifetime membership to OnX. You heard me right. A 2022 Colorado elk tag that'll be on a Visa card if you don't want to buy the elk tag there put that card on something else. Great. That's sponsored by Phelps Game Calls. A one-year subscription to Black Rifle Coffee Club's Coffee of the Month. You're welcome. 50 bucks towards Black Ovis that you can still use the discount code ELKSHAPE and get 10% off that order. Thank you, Black Ovis. Uh, We're going to give away a VIP experience at Vortex Edge. So you'll come in one day early and we will take you through and give you a tour. You'll probably get your hands on some guns and some instruction and just get behind the scenes of Vortex, which would be cool. An e-bike ride. This is one of the coolest things we gave away. We're going to give you a backcountry e-bike ride in Idaho with me and the Baku crew out of my cabin. I'm going to take you on a world-class e-bike ride. We'll stay in the night at my cabin. I'll send you home. It'll be a A really cool adventure. And then the Texas camp, we're giving away an Axis turkey hunt with me and Joel Turner. So we're going to be filming that and Joel's going to be over your shoulder, making sure you don't punch that trigger on a real animal. And it'll be a really good way to get in the red zone in Texas in April. Will Cooper will be there from NUMA. We're going to outfit you with some NUMA gear as well. If you're wondering about that darn Alaska bear hunt I was talking about doing with Full, that's still a go, but we're going to run that and coincide that promotion with YouTube. And so more to come on that, but everyone in the pre-sale is entered to win that black bear hunt. We just have to do a little thing on YouTube as well. And you guys, listeners, The pre-sale people, you'll get a chance to enter that as well. More details to come. We just can't announce that for another month or so. So be on the lookout for that. We are taking somebody either from the pre-sale group or from our YouTube channel. Them and a guest is going spring bear hunting in Alaska with us. 2022. Producer Tim's coming to film the whole thing. I'm coming to hang out with you. I might bear hunt as well. We're going to catch a ton of fish. We're going to hang out with the hunting full crew. We're going to be in Alaska. I can't wait to give that away as well. So, before I get into this announcement of the winners, I'm going to change gears significantly. One of the things that I'm pretty big about is standing up for my honor. You guys have probably heard an episode or two where I've maybe been hated on or somebody called me out for something, and uh, I fired back live on this podcast. And I guess my reputation might be a little feisty, but at the end of the day, I'm not—I'm no pushover. I'll tell you that much. And I get it from my mama. She is no pushover. Lori Staten, you are amazing woman. And she taught me to not be walked on. And also, I'm a Christian, man. I love Jesus. I'm so human and not perfect. Very flawed. I'm like perfectly flawed. I am your ideal flawed male human being who understands that. And through the grace of God, I am. Utilize this podcast to at least share a little bit about my faith—not overwhelmingly, not overbearing, not in a way that would make people uncomfortable. Although if they did, it wouldn't bother me too much. But in a way that I—I I, I keep that at the forefront. When you ask me about my priorities, faith comes up number one, then family, then fitness, then elk hunting, then career. So if career is number five, would you say I'm probably not a money chaser? Yeah, that's right. I'm a time chaser. I I just want as much time as possible to do the things with my family, to raise those kids right. I just prayed with my kids today, got them off to school, pray with them before they go to school. I'm just trying to be a role model and a parent that's involved, just like you guys, man. Engage with the kids in a world that competes for all their time with electronics and um, maybe some liberal viewpoints that I don't agree with that I'm not going to get into today. And and my kids go to public school, and, and you know. I'm, it's very much on my radar. So my priorities are faith and family then fitness because I am a strength and conditioning coach at the end of the day. And then elk hunting because I have a burning desire to elk hunt. I love it. I cannot get enough of it. I'm completely addicted. And then after that's career. So let's get into this. So there's a guy who probably you've never heard of, but you've heard of his brother. His brother is named Steve Ranella, meat eater. His name is Matt Ranella. And he's been on Meat Eater. I've seen episodes of him and his brother in Alaska hunting together. Their voices sound like eerie, like it's eerie how much they sound the same, the way they talk, their their manner. I mean, it's like, yeah, man, these guys are brothers. I don't know, Matt. I would never probably ask Matt to come on my podcast after I heard him on a recent podcast. And Matt kind of stirred the pot pretty big in the hunting industry or whatever you want to call it. When he wrote a piece, he inked a piece and I think he got it. You think he got uh, Black Rifle, Free Range American to publish it. I never got a chance to read the article because it was taken down so fast. Um, However, you guys know that there's archives and people can screenshot. And so the article is, I don't even know if I have its entire article screenshotted. I just have a few clips of it. And the reason why I'm bringing up Matt today is because um, he said my name on a podcast and used me as an example and shine negative light towards me. And he didn't get his facts straight. And I have a podcast and I'll utilize it on my platform to flex when I need to flex. So I'm going to flex y'all, not in a pick a fight type of way, not in a way that's like, because at the end of the day, there's always going to be people that don't like what you do. Um, some will be vocal, some will be quiet, but they're secretly cheering for your failure. And that's okay with me, man. I'm 40 years old. I've experienced that all my life, completely understand it. But Matt got on this podcast called Blood Origins. Um, and I think I do have Blood or Yeah, Robbie Kroger. I have his business card. I met Robbie at TAC in Montana. We had a great conversation. He's a great guy. And he runs a great thing. It's bloodorigins.org. And I was really surprised that they had Matt on because he came on there and couldn't have been more divisive in his words, and I would will um, definitely promote their podcast. It's episode number thirty-five, and uh, I'm going to play a clip for you guys right now, and then we're going to kind of get into it a little bit, and then we'll put it to rest and announce the winners of the pre-sale.
1: There's so many people doing this now; like it's the thing. It's like you get you get you know you start you start hunting a bit. You know you're working out at the gym. You're doing some got some of that on the Instagram. Here I am shooting my bow. Here's my bowl. Next thing you know, you got a few critters. Then you got pretty good following. You're getting some sponsors. Now you start your, start your class where you teach people how to do the same, you know, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. It's like that it's, it's, it's so ugly to me. I just, I, I I'm trying to. I, I promise myself. People I'll, are people are virtually just like cowering and like you know you could virtually you can hear people running for the closets right now as you're pointing them out through the podcast video. They did a profile on one of these guys. Uh, the guy's name is Dan Stanton. He's got this thing elk shape. Um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, and how he hired somebody to do his um like social media stuff and how his bill you know, like increases his posts over time and they get breakdowns on how much stuff he shoots like three elk last year or something like that who needs three elk you know the, that's another thing with this whole business that just drives me nuts is that these people are killing for content okay mm-hmm. they're not they're not killing because they need it they're killing because they got to keep the the, the the Instagram feed going, you know. It's just but he's awesome. giving the meat away. It's not like it's going to waste, and it's a business. At the end of the day, the guy has a business. He's building. He's got a. He's got a. You know, a, a program that he's selling. A fitness program, and he's creating a business. It's like I don't. I don't care about that. I only care about traditional honors. Isn't that I, a I, career a one choice one that one. they yeah. can make? What's that? isn't that a career choice that they can make? And it just so happens to be in the outdoor industry. I'm not trying to pass a law saying they can't do what they're doing. I'm just trying to say it's having a negative impact and on traditional hunters and you shouldn't follow them or all the hundreds of other people that are doing
2: the same sort of thing. All right. So that's a soundbite from the podcast and, um, I don't know Matt Ranella at all. In fact, I'm sure I've met Steve Ranella in passing somewhere, but I've I wouldn't I don't have Steve Ranella's phone number. We don't hang out. I certainly don't know Matt Ranella. And I mean this could come as like, Wow, that's Steve Ranella's brother and he's basically talking about everything that his brother does and how he despises it. That is correct. That's what you heard. Um I'm not here to talk about Steve Rinello or Matt Renella and, and I don't have an opinion on either of them, really, to be honest with you. I think they're both probably really smart, and certainly smarter than me. I would never sit here and claim that I'm the smartest guy in the room. I would always argue that I'm not. I'm probably the hardest-working guy in the room, and that's all I know is to not rest on my laurels and to work hard, and that's kind of what I preach here at Elk Shape is just hard work pays off. Delay that gratification. Keep your head down. Work towards your goals, and if you're an elk hunter, or you want to be one, it's a great thing to leverage to make your life better than it was to become the best possible version of yourself. And I run that filter through my priorities. Like when it comes to faith, like Cunning has allowed me to get more disciplined in on my faith and time in the word and more diligent with my wife and our marriage and putting our marriage above all else. And then being a parent and then keeping my fitness game dialed and my nutrition dialed because I want to continue to elk hunt for years to come. And I want to be the best dad and the best husband year round so that when I exit in September for the mountains, I'm not creating a burden, not only financially, but just on the time I spend with my family. And I'm here to tell you, I don't have it all figured out. It is super hard to balance that passion for elk hunting and time with my family. And I openly talk about that. But to Matt's point, i don't want to really promote or swing down i call that swinging down on the negative publicity that he's bringing me as well as the other guy he mentioned who did the case study on elk shape which the article was published in july here it is in december and i went and found the article and it'd been out that long and i'd never heard about it because no one cares Um, and the guy who wrote the article i don't even know who he is but in the article, which I did read in its entirety, the very first, like the title of the article, my mis- my last name is misspelled. It's spelled with an N in there, Stanton. Stamp my last name is Staten. If you're going to write a shitty article on somebody, maybe spell their name right or maybe that was intentional. I'm not sure. But they dug deep and they made a ton of assumptions. And so I guess I'll set that record straight just so you guys know where I'm coming from. I didn't kill my first elk till 2006. I killed it in New Mexico. I still hunted Idaho the rest of the season and did not kill an elk. I did the same thing in 2007. I killed an elk in New Mexico. I hunted the rest of the season in Idaho, did not kill an elk. So from 2002 till 2009, I hunted Idaho. In 2009, I killed my first Idaho elk, North Idaho elk. It was a seven by seven. It was awesome. It was a herd bull. I never made a sound. I snuck in and shot him. That same year, I killed a Montana bull in 2009. That was my first year of two elk on the ground. Didn't have an Instagram account. Didn't have a YouTube account. Didn't have anything, man. I just love elk hunting. But I've had multiple elk tags in my pocket since uh, 2005 or six. I always get a Washington State elk tag. I've, I've had an elk tag in Idaho since 2002. You can check the records. From 2002 to t- present day, I've always had an Idaho elk tag. I've always had a Washington elk tag. That's two. And then I've hunted Montana multiple times in Wyoming and Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona, a lot of States guys. I love El I haven't read his manifesto. I probably don't care to, but the folks who copied some of his manifesto and did the case study on me, I know the owner. He has an online fitness business much like I did, called hunt.com I started with Kenton Claremont in 2010. And I know that he was probably not happy about having some competition, which is very common when weak people have competition. They don't like you. I like competition, for the record. So I think this guy had a vendetta from day one when I had to hunt with Kenton, and we started it, and we started – because his online is called, like, Mountain Athlete or Mountain Tactical Athlete and Military Athlete and – online workout programs, and here comes Train to Hunt after he's been established. Maybe he didn't like the competition. I don't even know. I'm speculating. but And then elk Shape comes along in 2013, and I'm on his radar because I'm making some workout programs and talking about fitness and elk hunting, my two passions. So I'm sorry that I have a strength and conditioning background as good as yours with as much experience and education as anyone out there. I have nothing but respect for anyone, any colleague, and I don't need to resort to defamation of any sort, of anyone. It's not my style. And if that's your style, so be it. I'm not going to get a cease and desist or hire a lawyer to tell you to take that article down that it's inaccurate it's not true but i mean they dug deep and they tried to speculate what how much money i make off of hunting and things like that well y'all know i keep it real here i can tell you whatever you want to know in 2006 i think i penned my first article in print and that was an Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal and i did a DIY hunt in car- uh, for Caribou and i made I got That's my first time I've been published. Since then, I, I, I wrote many, many articles for Bowhunter Magazine. I ended up with a column for a couple years in Bowhunter Magazine and TV appearances on Bowhunter Magazine TV, all the while writing monthly columns for Sportsman's Warehouse News and um, selling advertising for Sportsman's News and being a videographer for Sportsman's Warehouse News, helping them make the little DVDs that they sold at their counter for many, many years. That was my start in the industry. Back in those days, you became a writer. If you wanted to have work in the industry and get to know everybody and pursue that, you had to be a writer. Cameron Haynes was a writer and then he became an editor for Eastman's Bowhunting Journal for many, many years. That's how I met him. That's how I got to know him. He just worked his way up and did his thing. Once the digital age came to be, you either could write articles for magazines that people didn't subscribe to anymore or you could start moving your way into the digital realm. Maybe it was through YouTube. Maybe it was through blog writing and contributions. But for a while there, I started doing that. I started shifting my writing to no more magazines and I start contributing to blogs and selling articles to like, oh, I don't even remember, like Bowhunting World or bowhunting.net, uh, Bowhunter Die, all those guys, selling articles, And that was cool, but writing takes a lot of time. And then I started, I already had a filming background and I had done some contract work, editing video for TV shows on the outdoor channel. And so once Kenton and I started training to hunt, we started making lots of videos and workout programs. And you guys know the story with that. It didn't really work out between me and Kenton. So he kept training to hunt. I kept the gym. We went our separate ways and while I had the gym, and that was my full-time job, making $36,000 a year for many years. I started Elkshape, I think in 2013 or 2014. I bought the domain. My passion was helping people get into elk hunting. My passion was lowering their elk hunting learning curve. And I started doing Elkshape on the side as just a little thing that kind of kept me busy, kept me in the industry, but I was doing what I loved. Started making my own YouTube account and I started doing like FAQs, On the YouTube channel and it would be like 20, 30 minutes of me answering emails about elk hunting and giving advice and whatnot and and honestly making sure people knew that I was giving advice, but I still don't know it all. I'm still learning. It's a a student for life type of approach and it – Eventually, that was like, man, why am I doing YouTube and not a podcast? A podcast would be a better place for these FAQs. And y'all are listening to the Elk Shape podcast and we're rolling into year five on the podcast. They tried to make it look like I just sl- like came out of nowhere. I've been in the honey industry since basically 2006. And one thing to remember is that when I sold my gym in 2018, I made the decision to pursue Elk Shape full time. To go all in and to give it a shot when you sell an asset you liquid you know it's liquid now there's some money there to like well let's live off savings and try if i try to do the elk shape let's try some elk shape camps let's see how it goes if it doesn't work out i'll get a normal job i can go fall back to being a coach a trainer a strength coach whatever so to be honest with you elk shape started crushing When I woke up, I didn't have to coach any classes or manage any trainers or manage any members or mop or clean bathrooms. I didn't own a gym anymore. All my time, and you guys know I'm all or none, was into creating a podcast that releases one episode a week. I hired Tim Connor, yes, to help me run my YouTube channel. You need someone to help film and edit if you want to do two videos a week. At least I do. And he's way better at video than I am, and he's artsy-fartsy and creative and just a trustworthy peer and ally. So I did hire Tim to help me, and yes, we started making two YouTube videos a week. We still do. No one manages my social media but me. And I would love to hire someone to run it because social media sucks away so much of my time. But I find it necessary to answer every direct message I ever get and to – say yes to any podcast invitation because i once started a podcast a long time ago and it's hard to get up guests so i try to say yes to every invitation regardless of the size or reach i try to keep my ego out of hunting i try to promote the lifestyle of elk hunting i try to promote that elk hunting is awesome and i wanted to like kind of dig in a little bit on matt like matt's kind of salty because it boils down to he is selfish he is upset that there's more competition in the woods for tags there's more competition there's more rigs at the trailhead there's more private land that he probably had access to that now he doesn't because there was a way to monetize it and the landowner monetized the trespass fee or access or leased it out to an outfitter and he's watching his his old old elk hunting hunts probably disappear i have not had a problem killing elk on public land it's really hard it takes a lot of time And I love it. I don't want that to change. He fails to mention things like, and this is just me spitballing, but like, Matt, don't you think that the population, like the U.S. population has gone up, like urban sprawl? Like there's less and less land. There's more and more people. There's more private land being chunked off. There's more development. There's more people. Like Boise is the most booming real estate market in the United States right now, up 30% from last year. Those people out of those people moving to Boise, some of them are going to buy elk tags and there's no limit to how many residents can hunt Idaho. You don't hear me bitching about, man, there's so many residents in Idaho hunting. I don't do that. The other thing he failed to mention was this thing called COVID that shut the entire country down, created a meat shortage. People were literally looking around for where they're going to get their next meal, hunting definitely grew because of COVID that is undeniable. And you failed to mention that in your little deposition is that man hunting got a chance, got a spotlight shined on it. Like this is how you can guarantee or ensure that you have meat and you can't go to work. Maybe you can increase your outdoor recreational activities and hunting is one of those things. And yeah, you forgot to mention that. So couple that with the urban sprawl and land being sold and developed. You add all that up together and we got ourselves other issues besides people like me who have a business inside the hunting industry. Have I experienced more hunting pressure? Absolutely. Have I had to pivot? Yes, but I have had to pivot in everything I've done in this life. You cannot be salty that there's more people getting into hunting. And you certainly can't make the case that it's detrimental to hunting. I will not disagree that there's people putting up things on the internet that are distasteful and that give anti-hunting crowds ammunition. You know, you got guys posting pictures with ducks in their mouth or with their cl- clothes off next to a deer or just really distasteful. But I am never going to stop posting in Grip and Grin. I'm a proud hunter. That's part of the deal. That's not a fake smile. I give glory to God. I'm happy when I harvest an elk. And we'll go from there. As far as your, you're not the first person to get upset about me killing three elk in a season. Those were all public land elk. They were all general tags, nothing special. The uh, First time I killed three bulls with a bow in a season was 2011. Um, I don't think I had an Instagram account then. I know I didn't. And I didn't have elk shape. And here's what you need to know, Matt. And, and I don't really care what your opinion is, but I and my wife can eat two elk a year. We work out like crazy. We've been training through CrossFit competitions. We have a high-protein diet. We eat elk every day of the year. These elk were legally killed. These tags were paid for by me from the sweat off my brow. These were, you know, your OTC public land and on your index of of hunts. These weren't filmed and these were just blue-collar, you know, elk hunts that you probably would respect. Not that I care. That third elk was processed by me, DIY butchering, and the entire elk was taken to my gym where I had members that were non-hunters, maybe even some undecided, uninitiated, or didn't think hunting was cool, yet my entire elk and two coolers was gone within two hours of me bringing that meat and saying, hey, members of my gym, I harvested this, I processed this, this is organic grass-fed elk meat, if you'd like to have some, here you go. And within two hours, all my elk meat's gone. And I've done that four, five times. Taking that third elk I killed in a season and donated the entire thing to the members of my gym. And I have people eating elk and having an understanding that Dan killed it and that hunting is really cool because look, look at what you get. And I am unapologetic about that. I am. I do not apologize for that. 2020, I killed three bulls and didn't own a gym. The third bull was a Montana bull. I divided that bull up. I butchered it myself. I divided that bull up and I gave it to my mom. She doesn't have a husband. She's single mingle, works a nine to five. I gave it to my dad who didn't get an elk last year, gave him the elk meat. Uh, cameraman and good friend, Jake the Web, gave him some elk meat. He didn't get an elk. Camera, producer man, Tim, gave him some elk meat and my sister. Sorry for sharing my alchemy. And who are you to say what I can do when I'm doing it legally? I'm doing it the right way. It's just really none of your business. It's just your opinion. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I hate that I'm giving you any sort of spotlight to share your thoughts. So your manifesto, I don't care about it. The, the case study thing and the defamation there, I don't care about it. The fact that I hired somebody to run my social media is completely false. My posts have increased. I sold my gym and went full-time into elk shape. Of course, my posts are gonna increase. Of course, my videos are gonna go up. Of course, my podcast frequency is gonna go up. This is what I do for a living, you idiot. I'm a full-time elk shape. I want people to utilize elk hunting in a way that is positive. I want people to work hard towards their goals. I don't kill for content. I still do hunts every year without a cameraman. I went to Washington backcountry this year, did not have a cameraman, and enjoyed the heck out of it. But I also enjoy having these, these uh, hunts captured and on YouTube where they can live for generations to come, where possibly my sons' sons can watch their grandfather elk hunting back in the day. And I hope that elk hunting there for them when they, are, you know, when they come to maturity, and, and I'm long gone off this planet. I love elk hunting. I love over-the-counter elk hunting. I know that there's more hunting pressure than ever before. I know that there's a lot of fake facade stuff that you see on social media. But I got to remind you, these guys that are killing elks on ranch and spending $25,000 minimum, and they're killing bulls bigger than I've ever killed, and they're new, completely new to elk hunting, yet they're famous, and they go out there they're still promoting hunting, which is awesome. Maybe they don't do a breakdown at the lodge of how much it costs and who their guide is and and how many bulls they pass. I don't care. People were doing that on outdoor television before the digital era. All these hunting shows were going to places that you and I would probably not have access to, to hunt elk, to hunt whitetail, the cream of the crop. You're bone to pick with the digital era. I had to shift. It's like brick and mortar stores went to online. Well, hunting went digital. There's no, people don't subscribe to magazines too much anymore. People don't watch the outdoor channel anymore. I certainly don't. People consume it through social media platforms, podcast platforms. These are great mediums too. YouTube. And sure, there's people that do it for the wrong reasons. There always will be bad apples. And I'm convinced that people can sniff that out for themselves. There's some ignorant people that still don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But the majority of the people I meet, they know who's real, who's, who's sincere, who's authentic. And I, for one, stand by my reputation as a hardworking. I do average hunts. I give them above average effort. I try hard. I eat what I kill. I'm not a trophy elk hunter. All elk are trophy. And my main objective every year is to stack the freezer full of elk meat. I love it. I live off of it. It's a lifestyle. And I showcase my lifestyle. And that is the business elk shape. As far as elk shape camps go, man, come check out my books. Do you know how much money it costs to, to fly every subject matter expert to these camps, to rent an Airbnb, to buy all the food, to pay them for their time, to rent the facilities, plural, and to do the camp? We barely break even on camps. Camps are just a way like a launch pad for content. They're a launch pad for education and they're life changing and they're extremely rewarding to me. So Matt, Matt Ranella, shame on you. This podcast will probably stir up some emails. My email is elkShape at gmail.com. I try to get back to them as soon as possible. I do try to answer every direct message on Instagram. It's highly impossible, especially this month while we're doing the December Chub Challenge and I'm getting over a thousand messages a day. People tagging me in their workouts or them are shooting their bow, which by the way, isn't that the most awesome, positive, free thing that we do? I love the December Chub Challenge. I want to get to the pre-sale winners. I want to end this on a positive note and I want to reiterate you guys that I debated whether or not to talk about this, but I do believe in defending your honor and I do believe that hunting can be – you can spend hunting in a positive light and you don't have to be selfish with this pursuit. You can share it with others and if you truly want hunting to be here, do it right. Do it for the right reasons. Do it legally. Leverage it to create a better lifestyle for yourself. Work hard every day in the name of better elk hunting. Winner of the lifetime Onyx membership subscription. So you will have Onyx on your phone. You will never have to renew again. Landon Nesbit, I think you're out of Oregon. Congratulations. The one-year subscription to Black Rifle Coffee. Coffee Club of the Month. So every month you're going to get a box at your doorstep with a new coffee flavor. Some stickers and some cool stuff. It's, it's really polished. It's like coffee every month. You're going to love it. Kevin Doherty, congratulations. You are the winner. I will reach out to you as well, let you know. All you guys, I'll reach out to let you know you won if you didn't catch on this podcast, but congratulations. Next is a $50 gift certificate to Black Ovis Dennis Klump. Congratulations. You can put that towards some arrows or some gear. Black Ovis carries everything under the sun. Also, you guys listening, don't forget my discount code, Elkshape. It takes 10% off. Winner. Of the VIP experience at Vortex Edge. You will need to come into camp on Thursday afternoon. We will set aside two hours to give you a VIP tour. You will probably shoot some cool guns and get a couple lessons. Jeff Proctor out of Michigan, congratulations. I will get a hold of you. Next is the e bike ride. So you're going to hop in a truck with the Baku crew, drive up to North Idaho. I'm going to take you on a killer e bike ride in the backcountry. We're going to stay the night at my cabin. Probably have a couple adult beverages if you're into that. And then the next day we will wake up, send you on your way back home. It'll be a real quick wham-bam road trip. Backcountry e-bike ride with Baku, Marsing, myself, probably producer Tim, probably film it. E-bike ride, Landon Lovingfoss, congratulations. You are the winner. We'll get a hold of you. Next, and this is a little nerve-wracking probably, but don't sweat it. It's going to be a fun, enjoyable hunt. We're going to hunt turkeys in Texas the day before camp starts on that Thursday. Cody Vaughn, you are the winner of the NUMA gear and hunt with me and Joel Turner and Will Cooper in Texas. You're going to need to take that extra Thursday off, bro. We're going hunting in the spring. It's going to be awesome. Last but certainly not least, a 2022 Colorado elk tag sponsored by Phelps Game Calls. We're going to slap... The cost of a tag on a Visa gift card and give it to you. If you want to use it for your elk tag in Colorado, if that's where you're going, great. Ryan Caperton out of Texas. You are going to win $600 towards your elk tag or put it towards your the cost of the elk shape camp. Whatever you need, bud. We don't care. Thank you, Phelps Game Calls. Thank you all. That is your pre-sale winners. Again, we're going to announce the bear giveaway and we're going to coincide that with a YouTube giveaway. We're taking somebody and their friend bear hunting with me and producer Tim and the squad from Hunting Fool 2022 Alaska. I cannot wait. Utilize this episode as a way to think, to look at yourself in the mirror. Are you hunting for the right reasons? Would you hunt if there was no social media? Are you hunting for the right reasons? Because I think that's the most important question to ask. The intentions behind your hunting, for me, it boils down to food, adventure. I love archery. I love bugling bulls. I love wild landscapes, and I like places that I will have no business being that these places take me to. I love what it does for my lifestyle, my discipline, my motivation, my day-to-day. I am blessed to be an elk hunter, and I want to share the good news of elk hunting I want to share the good news of Jesus. I want to share the good news that hard work does pay off in this world. You guys have a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing ours. Separations and the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one.